You're listening to Potato Candy Network. Hello and welcome back to Blank Scenario. I am your host, Marie, a.k.a. Queen in Yellow. And joining me today is Casey. I am Casey, aka Grumpy Elf. And also joining us is our friend Taylor. Hello, welcome to the show finally. Thank you, and thank you for having me on. It's awesome to be here. How does it feel to be the first guest that has listened to the show? Well, no, second <laughs> second guest, because Frog had as well. Yeah. <laughs> How does it feel to be the second guest who has been on this show after listening to the show? Um, Exciting and terrifying all at the same time because i know that people i've never met will be listening to my voice <laughs> yeah but they won't know your face you're fine yeah hey it's I no worse than teaching <laughs> fellow teacher in the house kind woo, of woo. yeah so today we're going to be doing a blank scenario about having a class full of kids <laughs> <laughs> just gonna throw that one out there you got two weeks left guys Oh, <laughs> uh, why do you have to remind us? <laughs> when this goes out, actually, I think school will have started, which is even funnier. It will have. So, uh... um, no, we're not we're not doing anything school related. So you guys are fine, unless Taylor decides to take that spin. But Taylor, you have a prompt for us, so we'll find out whether or not we're doing School of Rock or not. <laughs> that would sounds like an awesome prompt, but. Um, actually the prompt I have for you guys does involve music. So with that being said, it's kind of like a bard's only adventure. I've played, um, a little bit of D and D y'all know, and Marie kind of go through like what, what's a bard's power. So bards have, they have bardic inspiration, which allows other people to roll an additional die for, um, attacks and saving throws. They get Song of Rest, which allows people to heal a little bit more. They have Cutting Words, so they can do actions to mess with people's spells. Depending upon subclass, they get a lot of performance-based abilities. Everything they do requires singing, dancing, sometimes even like just verbal stuff. Also, Vicious Mockery is the go-to bardic spell, because insults are painful in D&D. <laughs> Bards are pure charisma. Yep. All of their power comes through their personality. All right. Well, with that being said, if you've ever followed, I don't, I don't know, can we say the names of shows on yeah. the show? Okay, do. cool. Yep. Everybody should, who's been following the uh, Stranger Things and actually saw, I'm not going to give away the, the ending, no, but no the, beginning, be <laughs> the, the beginning of the final episode has like one of the most epic concerts ever. Yeah, <laughs> with the rift Eddie, heard around the world. The yep. rift heard around the world with Eddie playing Metallica. Now, it kind of inspired me and kind of just brought this whole idea into focus. If you've ever seen Scott Pilgrim versus the World or seen um, Pitch Perfect where they have the singing battle and they sing back and forth, whoever has the biggest applause or whatever wins the battle well instead of that what if you had music that the bard played that caused um either your party to ooh, 
get special abilities. Like you have to play a special genre for the barbarians. You have to play a special genre for um, the paladins, for the warlocks, for the sorcerers. Um, Like, and you can go into all kinds of different genres with that. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, and I think I kind of like this idea better. It's a bards-only adventure, so if you're not a bard, you can't go on it. Uh-huh. It's like they're big, like you get all the bards together, and they go on this big adventure. Mm-hmm. And it's through this dungeon where each monster can only be defeated by certain genres. I've got an idea for that one. I was like, didn't mean to catch you off. No, no worries, no worries. <laughs> That's kind of my idea with it. Floor is y'all's. So my first thought is, can't remember what the anime is called but it's where they have the it's the magical girl genre and so the girls go to the alternate dimension to fight monsters and i'm just saying like if you just have the bar start playing like the sailor moon theme song and everyone transforms to fight <laughs> i like that that might be a little bit too corny but if you had a whole bunch of bards that were pulled together and they had to basically go through a musical challenge dungeon what is a big bad whoever runs this dungeon is just a fan and really wanted a private concert? This is basically just like, I just, I'm bored. I like your music. I'm going to force you to play a whole bunch of songs I like if I, you know, if you don't play it, you die. I like it. Okay, so what you have presented is a mechanic. And so I'm mm-hmm. trying to figure out how we can fit this into a plot. And for me, if you're going to base a mechanic purely around music, then the plot that you need also has to revolve around music. And the first one that pops into my mind is just take the devil went down to Georgia (laughs) and turn that into its own dungeon on its own. So at the end, it's not a fan, but you've got some random devil that is trying to, to make deals or is trying to garner power somehow. And he is using because you also mentioned crossroads he is using this dungeon as a way to prevent adventurers from getting to him that if you can get to me that you will be able to undo the deal that we have done but this is a monstrously difficult dungeon to get through no pun intended purely because it requires actual musical talent so whenever you walk in perhaps your bards lose some of their ability. So you start them off at a level or two lower than what they were before. So they've lost some of what they have, or you could even mess with their stats as an option. The other thing that in what you mentioned, again, it's still a mechanic, but another thing that you mentioned that could work as a story prompt is playing specific songs for specific classes. It could be that your party has, for lack of a better way of putting it, essentially lost their mojo. And your job is to go find the legendary tunes that are going to bring back each of their mojo. And that could be played off in the style of like a Legend of Zelda type thing. So you're talking several dungeons or several different places that you have to go. Or if there's one master teacher that they could be going to. Those are just a couple options that came to my mind. Taylor, did you ever see the movie Rockadoodle? Yes, it is one of the, <laughs> my favorite cartoons to watch. It was great. So in Rockadoodle, you have the rooster that goes to the big town. And mm-hmm. because he, the bard leaves, everything awful happens on the farm. So mm-hmm. what if your party, whether they're bards or just a group, is trying to find 
this legendary bard to help them because they need some type of magic they don't have. So they've got some magic. They might be low-level bards, but they need someone that can show them like the ultimate cord or whatever it is. So that way they can go back and take care of whatever problem they have at home. Because this bard would probably have traps set up because not just anyone can find him. So you've got to be talented enough to be able to find who where he is. So there are traps set up that are musically based where you have to be able to play certain songs to prove you're worthy to talk to him. I like it. <laughs> so since you have listened to our podcast before... <laughs> The pauses are the moment where you tell us what you would do with our ideas. Generally speaking, if you bring the prompt, <laughs> then you get to guide the prompt. So since you as the guest have actually brought a prompt, how would you like this to be guided based upon the stuff we're giving you? That's why I laughed because it was just silence. And I was like, okay, he's got an idea. I like that. Well, Dang it. <laughs> there, there's nothing there. Um, well, no, I, I like all the ideas. Um, kind of what I was thinking was with all that you mentioned, it was like the bards want to become, it's kind of like, uh, the sing off or the, um, any musician wants to be the greatest musician ever. Like yeah. you want to be the, if you ever see, say like the, the Beatles, best. <laughs> like if you say the Beatles or the Rolling yeah. Stones or insert whoever you want, uh, I keep trying to think of names, but they are like that close to being yeah. complete. Michael Jackson. In sync. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> and I thought no, sorry, I was sorry. showing my age. Backstreet Boys, that's better. Just, just ignore her and move on. <laughs> you don't have to respond to the nonsense. <laughs> So um, I was thinking like, because I've also been reading the Witcher series and you have mm. Dandelion who's yep. known, right? He's he's famous wherever he goes. Well, yep. what if these bards are trying to become the like they've heard that there's this legendary bard, right? And he is trying to take on an apprentice. And all of a sudden I'm seeing like – uh, just over the mountain or over the hill ridge you just start mm -hmm. seeing bards and they all have like different musical instruments one has a little flute uh recorder and someone has um his lute and, or the uh, smaller guitar or whatever i have two ideas and you just see him coming down the hill just starting to swarm into uh, this like tower and trying to go through all these different levels because they don't know what the music is. And so they think, okay, I've mastered every single piece of music out there and I can play them all really well. Everyone likes it when I play mm -hmm. kind of like the camp, the guy that brings the guitar to the campfire. Yeah. Like he thinks he's awesome and then he shows up and he sucks. <laughs> and so they all start going and they start like, you don't see him come out. Like, they just get randomly transported back to their little podunk village or something. Casey, you said you had something? I doubt either of you have seen this one, because people are going to think of the TV show rather than the movie. There oh, was a no. movie that came out back in the early 2000s, and it's, I hate to say it, it's a good movie. Now, I haven't watched it in like 15 to 20 years, <laughs> but it was called The Bachelor, 
and it was to take the idea of Brewster's millions and combine it with marriage. That this man is told that he has to get married before his 30th birthday if he wants to inherit his $10 million from his dying or dead grandfather, uncle, whatever. And he finds this out the day after he botches a proposal with his girlfriend so badly that she breaks up with him and the day before his 30th birthday. So he has a day to go back through his exes and find the one. And this all culminates because it's in the trailer. This all culminates in one of his friends getting so fed up with everything failing that he puts an ad in the classifieds. Now you want to talk about dating yourself. (laughs) He puts an ad in the classifieds in the newspaper that says, would you marry this man for $10 million? And so Chris O'Donnell, the guy who's leading this wakes up the morning after the ad has gone out, wakes up inside of a church and there are hundreds of women all in wedding dresses in this church, all of them waiting to marry him. And like, it's this whole chase scene where he's got to get out of there. But that's whenever you talk about like, there's a mountain of bards coming to see him. (laughs) That's the thought that came to my mind of like, what if he was just searching for an apprentice and somebody put out an ad Mm -hmm. that he showed up? The second thing that I was thinking, and this is a little bit more on the serious side, whenever we were doing a personal game, one of the things that I had done for Marie's character, because of course she was playing a bard. Yep was she had a mentor that she had not seen for years, but he had given her, technically him, he was she was playing a guy, um, but had given her an instrument that was special to him. And what I had done is I tied that original mentor's life force to that instrument so that as long as that instrument was alive and well, the contract was maintained and this bard would be able to stay alive, like immortality that would go along with it. So what if in searching for an apprentice, this is exactly that, that we have a bard who's been alive for a long time, his life force is tied to this instrument, and he knows it's time to pass this instrument on, and the person he passes it on to is going to be granted extended life until he decides to pass it on to somebody else. So it could be a competition between your guys. But I will say this, I think we probably need to start nailing down what are the Mm lock-ins, the specific things that we want so that we can start building out separate stories at the end of this. Because right now I don't personally have anything locked in, and I think I've been paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea in general of sort of a master bard who's looking to pass on his legacy, whether that is in taking an apprentice or in passing on an item. Uh, Even in the Dungeons Master's Guide, there are several bardic items of legend that all have a ton of power. And it could be that he has one of those and he wants to pass it on. And so you're either the bard in the party or the party of bards is going to see if one of them could be able to inherit this. So having some type of legacy being passed down, I think works really well as just a reason for them to all go find him. Does that sound good to you, Taylor? Yeah, that sounds really good. I like that one. Um, I'm trying to remember everything we've talked about. Um, well, it's fine. You don't have to remember everything, just the things you liked. <laughs> or if you thought of something else. True. <laughs> I like uh, the idea of the different genres um, only because it makes it, it it makes it more difficult for fans of like, Okay, I only listen to rap. Well, in order if you in order for you to complete the dungeon or 
whatever, you're going to need to be a connoisseur of different kinds of music. I mean, to be fair, I have seen somebody play a bard that was not a musical bard, but was a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. That's a, another way of going with it. Because, I mean, that is kind of a genre of music, comedy, or funny song in and of itself. It just has a different musical taste, like rock or whatever. What you could do with that as a lock-in is the performers have to have some type of type five that is three different styles. They don't have to be like everything, but they've got to show somehow that they can do three different styles of music well to show that they have some variety. It's a type five audition. Yeah, basically, because like they can have like, okay, I'm going to do a country song, pop song, and then an opera. Those are three different styles. Or I'm going to do like stand up. I'm going to do a country song. Then I'm going to do heavy metal. They just have to do three different styles, basically. Yeah. And as long as they don't repeat, then whatever order they want to do it in is fine. For me, the one thing I try to be cautious of that I learned with my first game is it's the reminder that the majority of what happens at the table, if you're not careful, ends up being dice rolls. So as the the GM, how would we make a battle of the bands or a playing of different genres interesting to where it's not just, and then I play this, mm. make a dice roll. That would be the only concern that I have with that one. I agree it works as a lock-in and it works as a part of the story. How do we do that to where it's not just? Because I realized that. I was like, I'm going to make a saw dungeon, a <laughs> saw-based dungeon. Well, it's all traps and all yeah. traps are just dice rolls. And so I'm going to describe the trap and you're going to roll a dice and then I have to fill in that time in between of whether you succeeded or failed. Well, if you want it to be a battle of the bands as well, you could have it be there are three rounds and it is your group against another group, but you get to pick your competitors. And that could be where at the DM you're describing, you see this group over here, it's all dwarves to this group over here. It's all elves wearing fancy attire, this group of orcs and one human. And so you have to pick who you're going to go up against, but you don't know what their styles are until they play you know for a fact that the elves are going to be orchestral. Yeah, and you as the DM could even mix it up. Like the orcs maybe rather than like, there'll be like something like heavy metal or something. No, they're a folk band. I was going to say they're country. <laughs> yeah, and the orcs and the dwarves over there doing um the Misty Mountains, basically. <laughs> that would be great. So you could have it be where there are three challenges. You have to do something different each each challenge, but you're picking who you're going directly against. So... You get some say in it. So, like, if you play the same type of song as that person, your performance check is going to be a disadvantage. Or maybe if you do something different than them, you get, like, a bonus to it or something. Okay, this is really dumb. Orc country music singers that sing all my axes land into backsies. That's beautiful. Because doing three rounds as well limits how many NPCs you need if you're going to have a lot of other bards coming to this. Because especially if you want a bard that's a higher level for a player, maybe they were even called here because the master bard heard of them and thought they might be someone I could pass this on to. They got the special invitation. They got the golden <laughs> ticket. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because <laughs> there are so many spells you could do that with, too. It'd be so easy. Now, that would be something interesting. It would require some prep on, on the front end for the DM. But I was just thinking... You mentioned Willy Wonka. I was thinking of the board game 
that we saw for the golden ticket. What if in this, instead of dice rolling, you could, in, well, including dice rolling, you could have them roll a dice and they get to make a pull from like either a deck of cards or from a bowl that's got some numbers in it. And they can't look at them until the very end. But mm -hmm. within that are pluses and minuses that will help to determine how well or how poorly they did. So there's an unknown factor to it mm -hmm. that plays in. Marie, I don't think you've listened or watched um, Pitch Perfect, have you? I have not. I know the general okay. gist of it, though. Okay. I have not either. Okay, so um, in their riff off, is what they call it, they get a genre of music, or they get a, a theme, and then they have to sing back and forth, and people sing different things. Well, the last note has to be the starting note, of the next song or it has the last word has to be the word in the next um, line in the next song that the next band sings or the next group sings. So um, it makes it more challenging because since we're talking about having like this barred battle, it would be like, okay, what goes, what, what song could you play after the like, um, opening chord to ooh, black dog or the opening chord to ooh, crazy train like you just mm -hmm. have someone and start or uh, yell crazy you know at the beginning of crazy train mm -hmm. and then someone uh jumps in and starts playing a different song you know oh it's i wouldn't say that's a lock-in necessarily i like the idea no, but no, i think no. there'll be it's something that idea. yeah for individuals you could spin off of like what are the rules for the competition going to be because mm -hmm. man in real life that would be so hard to do <laughs> okay. so we've got a master who's passing on their place mm -hmm. we've got a type 5 audition yep I think we need like one or two others before I would say we're good three rounds of combat combat so battle of the bars you got three rounds so you've got three competitors competitors you'll go up against and then the bars are summoned with some type of golden ticket situation whether it is a random chance they found it or maybe they were summoned directly uh, the T5 competition, right, is the second lock-in? Yes. Well, and for us layman's, T5 competition is what exactly? A, it's a tight five. So you have five minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, this, this would be like real life for comedy or music. You have five minutes to present the best that you can possibly do something usually for like a comedian this is your best jokes that you can present or what would be presented on like a talk show so that your audience is getting the best side of you and wants to see more gotcha that's your type five so as a musician it's what is your best that will leave them wanting more and is unique or varied so we have um i know we've already said it going through it You're again good. i'm typing it out master passing on something um a type five competition and then um three rounds right yep and yep. summoned with golden ticket yep of some situation and then from here you can take one two all or none of these to present whatever idea that you've got but we usually give ourselves a tight five. Mm -hmm. We get like five minutes to scribble break. Yeah. All right. Well, Taylor, since you're the guest, uh, would you like to go first or second or last? Or do you care? Um, 
the second, please? Because <laughs> I might steal something. All right, Casey, would you like to go first? I can go first, but you might want me to go last. I will go first then, I guess. How long is yours, Casey? It's not super long, but it has potential for conversation, which is always a good thing. All right, I'll go first then. (laughs) So I'm going to start with what the party knows. So this would work best with a group of bards, but you could have a single bard in the group as well. If you wanted to, it would still play off pretty good. Um, The bards in your party are all fans of this master bard. And they've discovered he is putting on a show. It's like an underground concert that is really hard to find. And they got tickets somehow. They're real excited, right? They get there. And it turns out that this master is actually looking for someone to pass his loot onto. He's going to retire. And he wants this instrument to be continuing to play in the world. The instrument is really well known as like a named instrument. So people would immediately recognize this if they saw it. At least one of your bards would be able to inherit this basically and now the group has the claim to fame that they were the next in the line for the legacy from this master bard to do so they will have to go through three rounds of a battle of bands with other groups and other bards each round they have to perform a different genre as we talked about so they can't repeat the same thing so it has some versatility and the master bard tells them from the start anything goes so If you have a group that is not all bards, any non-bardic members can be backup dancers, singers, or they can be sabotaging. Uh, Probably at least the first round of combat, I would have the group that is competing before your players. Someone will use Vicious Mockery. And if anyone gets upset about it, the mass bard says, anything goes. So if your bards have spells they want to cast, if you have a barbarian that wants to just attack someone... It can become combat if you so decide, but you are judged on the performance, not on the combat. So you do have to balance that out. So you can't just smash everything because that might ruin your performance. If they somehow win, so if they make it through three rounds and they are the winner, then they will inherit the loot. They get to continue the legacy. If they lose, they will actually lose the ability to perform that genre of performance forever. So if they played a rock song, they can no longer perform rock music. This is actually something from the Feywild that they do, that you can actually lose memories and abilities that are very minor, but are just kind of an irritant later on in life. Now, that's what the party knows. What's actually going on <laughs> is this master bard wants to retire, but he can only do so if the loot chooses a new master. The loot is a sentient object. I don't know if it's from an Archfiend or an Archfey, because the Nine Hells would play really well into this with the whole Devil Went Down Georgia motif going on. Yeah. But the loot is essentially an evil item. It will only let this Master Bard retire if it picks a new Master. And the loot is what's judging you, not the Master Bard. So you have to make the loot happy, which means the dirtier you play and can continue performing, the better your odds are. So if you start sabotaging people, you'll actually get bonuses to your performance because the loot likes that. Now, once you get to the end, if you win the loot or if one of your players wins the loot, they will discover the curse of this, that they can never get rid of it. It is sentient. It can influence them. So whatever stats you want to throw into it. And they can only retire if they pass this on and it has to choose the next person. 
So they don't know how long the Master Bard has been trying to get rid of this thing because he's probably old at this point. But they now have essentially a cursed item that talks to them if they win. Or they lose the ability to perform one of their standard pieces of music. So either way, it's not really a (laughs) win-win. It's more of just how bad is the damage going to be at the end of this. So that's what I would do for my Battle of the Bands. I like it. I I do too. Um, (laughs) I got mean with it. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of took this from a listener point of view. Or I didn't go into the two different stories. I just went Mm -hmm. straight in. Um, So I actually took this from a bards only party. So you meet up with some old bards. Um, these are some friends that you've known for a long time. You share songs, you share stories, you share, um, there's other loot players there. You <laughs> share different and, um, notes and stuff like that. This is something that in reality, a lot of musicians like to do. They like to get together. They like to play and go, Hey, Oh, I'm working on this song. Can you help me with it? And they'll help each other finish songs and stuff like that. So to bring in some reality, they get together and they play and they go, hey, I'm working on this song. This is how I want it to go. This is, do you have anything or heard anything? And they can, and they do this regularly. So it's not something out of the ordinary. But this time something's different. And this new thing is, is that you hear about this guy who's a really famous legendary bard and he's written and played songs for kings or uh, emperors all different types of people and he's retiring whatever the reason is is he's like i'm done i've shared the music that i wanted to share and now it's time for me to just chill and relax and you find out that in order for him to retire he's going to be He's going to take on somebody. He's going to take on an apprentice to continue the music because he's getting old. But you find out that it's a competition. And so they need someone else to fill out. And you're it. Hmm. You are the last member of this group. And you show up to the competition and you see hundreds. It's like showing up to... um, Woodstock, there's just mm-hmm. bands everywhere. Either um, players who just want to listen to the music or um, other bards trying to win the competition. And the legendary bard himself, Ozzy Jackson, comes out and <laughs> he, he says, I'm retiring. You're going to be taking over my position as the bard of the land the greatest musician in ever, you just have to prove it by playing music. There's um, going to be a few rounds of competition, and whoever wins is going to um, inherit, tying into what Marie said, the famous Elvira, or whatever the name is that you want to make the uh, loot. Mm. And... That's kind of where I left it at. I didn't really have anything left to tie it into. Other than what Marie said, I like the idea of tying in the, um, it's actually a demonic 
guitar uh, <laughs> lute where it, mm-hmm. you get pos- basically you get possessed by it. But spinning that off, you never know when the lute can leave you. Like the instrument mm-hmm. or whatever instrument you want to make it can leave you. Like if they think that some other person's going to have more potential and has more talent than you do then it could leave you at that point in time and just fly over to that other person and basically you just like die on the spot it's the worst girlfriend ever (laughs) (laughs) i just as you're describing this famous bard the first thought that pops into my head is he says all of this from the stage and then his interpreter explains what he actually said. Because if it's based on Ozzy, <laughs> you can't understand a word that he's saying. Yep. Just gets other. Oh, no, I'm going to die. And I was going to make it down to the gun. So we're going to be able to make it down. And then his interpreter gets up. He has just told you that he is going to retire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what I had. Okay. Nice, I like it. It's straightforward, which is what mine yeah. never are. <laughs> one shots, Casey, one shots. Yeah, I know. Okay, so uh, here is the one sentence starter, and then I'll give you the, the details. So this story is about a struggling group of bards that have been summoned to perform in a glorious competition. Wealth, fame, and riches are promised for those for those that blah, blah, blah. wealth, fame, and riches are promised for those that succeed in impressing the boss tone. So, you have a party that can be made of whatever you would like, so long as the one requirement is that they have at least one level in Bard. So, they will be multi-classed, but they must have at least one level in Bard. As your party is wandering about, they have considered the Bardic lifestyle. Maybe they're a, a struggling band on their own, but they receive a call via the Magic Mouth spell that causes all of their instruments to begin to speak to them saying travelers you have been invited to a glorious competition and they have to go there um essentially once they get to where they're supposed to be going it's a portal that leads them somewhere else they don't know if it's in this dimension or another dimension but they arrive amongst a group of bunches of other bards and other bands that are coming to this competition they are told that this competition requires them to battle each other, specifically in a battle of the band style, so that you are playing music. This can be ultimately a roll-off that you do between two separate groups. I like the idea that we set up of maybe subverting expectations with the different groups that you have. You know, the, the blue gla- bluegrass thrash approach of they're dressed up. <laughs> in very country gear and maybe they're carrying around banjos and such but they play thrash music on it It would be really fun but you play through give the most random bizarre bands that you possibly can and your players will probably begin to recognize this as you play through and you can be describing other combats as well but during combat your players will begin to realize that it's not the highest dice rolls, but the lowest dice rolls that are staying in the competition. And the higher ones are being pulled out to sit out the battle. They're basically being pulled to the side by this benevolent patron, whoever they are, because you're not going to know who this patron is. He shows up and is dressed in the most plain looking clothes possible. So he could be super rich. He could be super weird. Mm. But all of these high rollers are being pulled 
to sit out of the battles. And the only people that are sticking around, essentially, are the ones with the lowest dice rolls. Now, that's the meta of it. As the GM, you can be describing these band competitions really, really well. Like, you guys think that the music is really, really good. You you think they did well, and they got pushed on through. So this is going to end one of two ways. If your players make it to the final round, they will be called into battle again, and they will be told that they can battle in whatever way they choose. I unintentionally copied Marie. Um, (laughs) But they will be told that you can battle in whatever way you choose. But here is the true point of it. Those who are watching are watching to see whether you use pure bardic or whether you lean heavily on your other class abilities since you have multi-classed. If they do not use pure bard level stuff, then in the long run, they will be punished. That is the outcome that your players will not know. However, if they choose to investigate in between rounds of combat, they will begin to discover that there are markings and signs and runes about this place that point to the fact that this competition is taking place on a different plane and in fact will be directing them towards who their patron actually Mm -hmm. is. Their patron is a chaotic neutral deity of music and music in specific. And this entire competition is set up to weed out the people who should be and should not be bards Mm -hmm. that only the worst will quote unquote win. And the worst ones will have forever cast upon them the vicious mockery spell that they forever, should they ever pick up an instrument again, will be punished for attempting to be a bard when they do not deserve it and did not earn it. You've been waiting so long to do that, haven't you? Who, me? Mm-hmm. No, not really. <laughs> I mean, honestly, this is, to me, this is the way to make bards cool. Because ultimately, it's not a punishment for bards. It's a punishment for those who pretend to be a bard. Mm. If you're going to be a bard, be a bard. If you're going to be <laughs> a bard combined with something else, then just be something else. You know, it's it's either one or the other. To me, it played on this idea that we have nowadays of, I can be in a band because I can throw together any random nonsense and it's music. And no, that's not the way it works. It takes talent and time and striving. So this is legitimately a group that's been running around playing weird, bizarre music. Like, we'll make a coin, a gold eventually. That is awesome because it ties in all of the um, America's Got Talent, uh, what, whatever the uh, other musical one, the big one. X Factor and American Idol and yeah, voice and yeah, exactly. It ties in all of those that oh, you think you can sing, but you can't at all. Stop. That's not you. It's like the um oh the British guy, Simon Cowell. It's the Simon Cowell spell. <laughs> yeah, that well, that is that is awesome. It's the fact that mechanically your players are going to begin to recognize depending upon how well you play it off, but your characters are going to, your players are going to begin to recognize that the dice rolls aren't adding up to the people that are moving forward. Yeah. And so you have to have a reason for it. But the fact that all you have to do as a GM is just reverse it. So if it's 15, then now they have to roll below a five. Mm. And so if you roll below a five, 
you have played bad enough that you get to stay in the competition. <laughs> it also connected to me. There's a show that I used to watch and I Taylor, I know you're familiar with it because mm. your wife, I think, made you watch it. That was the worst <laughs> drivers in Canada. Uh, and it was a reality competition that was all about. Oh, no, that was worst chefs that I was thinking of. Anyways, um, worst drivers in Canada. And the entire show was mm-hmm. based around if you were good enough, you got to get your license back and go home. It was only the worst drivers that had to stick around throughout the competition. And 90 to 100% of the time, they were in denial about how bad they actually were. So being able to play that off with bards seemed like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to ask this because, Taylor, you've played Mm -hmm. D&D. You've never run a game. Correct. So if we were to say next, if we had the free time, <laughs> next week we're going to get together and play, how confident would you feel in running this? Um, On the spot. <laughs> right on the spot, right? <laughs> um, Whose line is it? Or not whose line. Uh, who wants to be a mayor? Well, the rules are made up and the points don't matter, right? Pretty much. Truth be told. Um, I would feel pretty confident about running it. There are just some details I'd like to hammer out, like since I haven't played D&D a lot, mm-hmm. just the simple, okay, what happens here, what happens here type things that the basics are mm-hmm. uh, behind the scenes that I would like like to know to make yeah. sure that I I didn't screw up as a GM <laughs> and make sure that the game ran smoothly for my players. But I think that this would be an awesome way because you could, as a GM, you could be the, you would be basically either the guitar or the, or Mm -hmm. the lute or the, the guy coming around picking out who played the worst essentially and making sure that, okay, these are the ones that I want to move on. These are the ones that aren't, um, one other thing that I wanted to throw in there just as a last second thing that I've been thinking about is that you could actually include actual real musical instruments into the game. Like if um, I know uh, Casey, you have a lot of musical instruments. You have drum kind set of. and get well, oh, in, yes. <laughs> in your family. Yeah. Um, and I have a couple of instruments myself and you put them out and you go, okay, you're, you're supposed to be good at flute. So you have Mm -hmm. to go and play the flute or you're supposed to be good at guitar and just give them a random (laughs) genre to play. And that works better for my prompt. Exactly. Exactly. No, no. No, here's what you do. Cause I thought about this. It's the Schrodinger effect. You get a bunch of kids' instruments, and that's what they're playing. Yeah, the little, toy the little toy piano, a little like toy, like maybe a um out of like, tune banjo. Yeah, ukulele. Like it's like a lot of the really little tiny instruments that you can get for like ten bucks at Walmart. That's what you give them, because if they can make that sound good, they're doing okay. <laughs> well, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up here, Taylor. Thanks for coming on. I know technically this is the first scenario you've ever had to come up with. So, yes, we'll have to work with you to see if we can possibly have you run this one sometime. Uh, okay. <laughs> Not during school, obviously. Definitely <laughs> no. have to record with you again. <laughs> yes, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, thanks for coming. And thanks for having a bard prompt. That's always fun. 
We like I like those. I don't know about anyone else, but you know. <laughs> they can work. But bards are like bacon. They should make it better, but too much is still too much. You could never have too much bacon. That's never. lies. <laughs> that is absolutely lies. You can never have too much bacon. <laughs> the people who have died from eating too much bacon will tell you that that is pure lies. I love bacon. Bacon doesn't go on everything. I mean, that is fair. Well, with that thought, we'll leave that there and we'll see everyone next time. So now's the time to find out that my water bottle whistles. (laughs) Yay, Amazon Prime. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, future editor. Hello, Bob Spuds here on the scene once again reporting for Potato Candy Network. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing on your podcasting app of choice. If you have a scenario prompt you want us to use, send it to us on social networking with Instagram and Facebook at Potato Candy Network. And if you really liked us, consider supporting us on Patreon for bonus content monthly, such as behind-the-scenes sneak peeks, inspirations, and future episode previews. Check out our brother show, Dreadful Tales, for some taut-tension-full, truly terrifying tales of terror. (laughs) Got that on the first try, you know. And finally, please leave us a review, as it helps your recommendations and helps others find the hard work we do here at Potato Candy Network. Oh, and friendly reminder, if someone asks you if you're a god, don't think of marshmallows. (laughs) Nobody likes that guy.